This is the View from the Couch podcast, and I'm your host, Pierce Wiesenar. And on the program today, I will be previewing a few films coming out in December that are worth the watch. It's the end of the year, and that can only mean one thing. It's the creme de la creme of cinema. There are about a dozen films hitting the big screen that definitely deserve a mention, and many of those will be in contention for awards during the season, and a few will be on the countless year-end lists that pop up before the end of the year. But these are the ones that interest me the most during the month of December. First up is La La Land, written and directed by Damien Chazelle and stars Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Director Damien Chazelle is a name that came out of nowhere and now is one that you just can't miss. After a magnificent debut with Whiplash, Chazelle returns with a very different film. La La Land is a musical about the city of Los Angeles and the people that come to LA to chase their dreams. After watching Whiplash, Chazelle knows how to feature music in his films. It's still jazz in La La Land, but with a lot less shouting and a lot less sweating. Chazelle seamlessly stitched together the shots with the music in Whiplash and did it in a way that I had never really seen before. And while I am normally not too big on musicals, I'm really excited to listen to the songs of the film and see how he uses them within it. Also, the color palette of La La Land will be unlike the one we got in Whiplash. Where Whiplash had a lot of black and was a visually dark film, the few trailers for La La Land showcase a bright and vibrant Los Angeles. Chazelle has been working on the film since 2010, and it took the success of Whiplash to get this film financed and into production. Chazelle never stopped believing that this film would eventually see the big screen, and after a few distributors demanded changes to the story, characters, and the ending of the film, these hurdles bear some resemblance to the artistic struggles prominently featured in both of his films. If La La Land is as great as advertised, the obvious question is, can this film get a Best Picture nomination? Can a musical really win Best Picture in 2017? If film festivals are indicative, then this film is certainly within the shout. The performances of the stars are sure to be within the conversation for the Best Actor and Best Actress categories, and it would be strange to see a musical not contending for the Best Original Song category. No matter what awards it will win or lose, I think La La Land is a sure bet to be a holiday hit. Next up is Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Directed by Gareth Edwards and stars Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Ben Mendelsohn, Donnie Yen, Mads Mikkelsen, and Forrest Whitaker. After Disney bought Star Wars for $4 billion, everyone was excited to see what the mouse ears had in store for the franchise to end all franchises. And after quickly announcing a new trilogy started by The Force Awakens, many fans wanted to see a Star Wars film outside of the trilogies and they got their wish in Rogue One. This film has a little more freedom than The Force Awakens. Without the cast from the previous films, for example, Rogue One won't carry any of the baggage that the main trilogy has. And with Rogue One not getting a sequel, Edwards can tell a self-contained story. Also, Rogue One doesn't have to follow any of the rules that help make a Star Wars film a Star Wars film. Hopefully, this will mean that Rogue One isn't a safe film it will take a couple of risks. The same cannot be said about The Force Awakens, which I found to be incredibly safe, risk-averse, and vanilla. 
How Rogue One will find its footing within the greater Star Wars universe will be an indicator about future Star Wars stories. I, like many, have a very keen interest in the young Han Solo film and might be using this film as a barometer for future Star Wars films. During the summer, it was reported that Rogue One had made a few reshoots and that the script went through several rewrites. Now, rewrites and reshoots are part and parcel for many films, especially blockbusters. If you're going to invest over $100 million in something, you want to make sure that you aren't just getting your money back, but definitely making a profit. Reshoots and rewrites have gotten some flack in recent years, but not all of them are bad, as a few films have been saved by them. A notable example is World War Z. Tony Gilroy, writer of a few Jason Bourne films and director of Michael Clayton, reportedly took the reins during the reshoots and rewrites over the summer. The Hollywood Reporter wrote that Gilroy will be an uncredited writer on the film and went behind the camera during the five-week-long reshoots. However, if the rumors that popped up over the summer are to be believed and that the work was made to tone down the violence and make the film less dark, then the public outcry for the reshoots and rewrites of Rogue One may be justified. Director Gareth Edwards has come out and said, that this film is a war film. Rogue One puts the war in Star Wars, and I can't wait to see what that looks like. The Founder is next, directed by John Lee Hancock, and stars Michael Keaton, Laura Dern, and Nick Offerman. McDonald's is the largest restaurant chain in the world, and I'd bet my Happy Meal that everyone knows just about nothing about the Golden Arches. Yeah, we all know about the Big Mac and the food, but how did this business take over the globe? The founder attempts to answer this question by telling the early history of McDonald's in the vein of The Social Network. I hold The Social Network in very high regard, as it's one of my favorite films, and it will be fascinating to see if the founder can use the model of The Social Network to great success. Michael Keaton returns to center stage after his Best Actor nomination for his work in Birdman. His stock right now is higher than it's ever been before. Last year, he was a key member in the ensemble cast of Spotlight, and now he looks to be back in the mix for a Best Actor nomination with his performance as the founder. And with the Wine Scene Company distributing the film, a great studio to have in your corner come awards season, the founder has all the makings of an end-of-the-year heavyweight. Next up is Patriot's Day, directed by Peter Berg and stars Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Bacon, John Goodman, J.K. Simmons, and Michelle Monaghan. After Deepwater Horizon was released in September, director Peter Berg is back with another film about American heroism. Patriot's Day chronicles the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing and the manhunt that followed. Film can go deeper and do more than reading the newspaper or listening to a podcast. Film is a visual medium and can recreate moments as well as transporting the audience out of the theater and into the world of the film. For certain people, this film will be the definitive way they remember the Boston Marathon bombing, which makes Patriot's Day a rare film and gives it a very different sort of legacy. The next film up is Silence, directed by Martin Scorsese and stars Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, and Liam Neeson. Silence is a passion project that Scorsese has been working on for over 25 years. Production almost started in 2009, with Benicio Del Toro, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Gael Garcia Bernal, only to be put on hold as Scorsese directed Shutter Island and Hugo, and the three actors left the project to pursue other films. 
Scorsese ran into some legal trouble in 2012 as a producer sued him for breach of contract. According to the producer, Scorsese would sign deals to postpone silence in favor of shooting other films. And during all of this, money would exchange hands, but when the production company allegedly failed to receive payment after Scorsese filmed Hugo, they claimed he breached his contract by filming The Wolf of Wall Street before Silence. The lawsuit was settled out of court in 2014. Silence began gaining steam in April of 2013, after it was announced that Scorsese would begin production on Silence the following year. And after scouting locations in Taiwan, production finally began in January of 2015. So after all of these hurdles, legal challenges, and waiting, what does Silence have to say? Silence follows two 17th century Jesuit Portuguese priests that travel to Japan to locate their mentor who renounced his faith after being tortured. Silence doesn't look to be a film for the faint-hearted, as Scorsese is tackling very complex subjects over the course of the 159-minute runtime. In the hands of almost any other filmmaker, I would be worried. But Silence is in good hands, as Scorsese is a storytelling master. And with the cast of Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, and Liam Neeson, Scorsese has assembled a trio of some of Hollywood's hottest talent to help bring this much-anticipated story to theaters. The big Christmas Day release this year is Live by Night, written and directed by Ben Affleck, who stars alongside Zoe Saldana, Elle Fanning, Sienna Miller, Brendan Gleeson, and Chris Cooper. Ben Affleck returns behind the camera after winning Best Picture with Argo all the way back in 2012. Affleck has spent the four years since showcasing his acting talent and building back up his stock as an actor since he changed the narrative surrounding his career by becoming a director. Working with directors like Terrence Malick and David Fincher demonstrate that highly talented and thought of people really want Ben Affleck as an actor. Long gone are the days of Gigli and Jersey Girl. Now we live in the world where Ben Affleck is Batfleck, and some people are calling him the best Batman ever, as Affleck was the only person to escape Batman v Superman with their head held high, which was no easy feat. After taking a prolonged break from directing, Affleck returns to the theaters where he will find a very eager audience. He has always been a star and been able to put butts in the seats, but now he has found fans with the critics who want to see if Affleck still has the Midas touch. The final film I will be previewing is Patterson, which is written and directed by Jim Jarmusch and stars Adam Driver. Jarmusch directed one of my favorite films of 2013 in Only Lovers Left Alive. The vampire flick with Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton was a fun take on the vampire genre, which had gone stale post-Twilight. And now he has a film about a poet who is a bus driver named Patterson in Patterson, New Jersey. The trailer is effortlessly cool, with some extraordinary music to accompany the various scenes. The music allows the trailer to float between the moments and showcases a film that has a very different energy and vibe to almost any other film you'll see this year, which is what you get from just about every Jim Jarmusch film. If you like the show and want some more episodes, just subscribe for more, and don't forget to give the show a rating and a review. You can find me on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes. This has been another episode of the View from the Couch podcast. Thanks for listening.